there is something very profound that happens just beneath the surface of all being. There's something that brings all things into the fore, into the light, that makes all things what they are. We have spoken about it uh, in various ways. However, what we need to look at very deeply is why are things, why are there things in the first place? Why is there being at all? Why are there, why is there phenomena? Why is there anything instead of no things? It would make more sense for there not to be anything at all. So, we have to understand what it is that is going on here in this realm of phenomena. And we have to understand what it is that's going on. Excuse me, we have to not only understand what is going on, but why it is going on. And it's really that why that is the big question. Science observation is really the what and the how. But we are looking and has all philosophy, all philosophy, all thinking, all existential search is for a much different question. It's, it's for a much larger factor. It is the why. Why are things? Not what are they? What can, of course, describe? Of course. However, it doesn't necessarily give us the answer. The deeper answer. Which is, of course, the why of things. We need to see and we need to recognize the profundity in the fact that all things, all actions, whether 
big or small, are motivated. There is what the religious arguments have called the cosmological argument, that is, the cause, the causal argument. There, Science, again, will tell us that um, because this, then that, because this happened, then that happened. But nothing is able to tell us why. Why a thing? Why an action? Rather than no action at all. Why should there be? Rather than there not be. Not being would seem to make a lot more sense. It would certainly be easier. <laughs> it would certainly be less going on. So, we need to look at something that motivates, that actualizes and makes actionable phenomena itself. And this thing is intent. It is intention itself. Everything in order to be must have an intent. And the meaning in and of itself behind this is completely and totally, utterly profound. There can be no thing without an intention. It is absolutely impossible. Why is this profound? Well, if we go strictly by science and this causality, this nature of causality, that everything has a cause, all the way leading back to the first cause, right? But this first cause, what was it? And why would it then create a secondary cause? It makes no sense at all. And honestly, sense has nothing to do with it. To say that the first cause caused the second cause, the third. There must be something that causes the cause. <laughs> There must be something that motivates the causer. Um, it's that motivation that we have to understand in order 
to have a, a real and true grasp about what is going on here, not only in our war, but in a larger scale within the realm of phenomena itself. So, we need to see the motivation. We need to see the intention behind all things. Now, again, the profundity here is that everything arose not from causality, not from causality. Causality is mechanical. Intention has something behind it. Intention implies consciousness. Not implies, it demands consciousness. And the kind of consciousness that we speak of is the largest and most profound consciousness imaginable. And it, it must be for it to be as motivating of a cause and of a factor as we will show it to be. Everything is intended. That doesn't necessarily mean that things work out the way that we would like them to. It just means that there is something, again, that, that intends the action. All action is because not of a factor in the past, but Trending towards a target in the future. All action moves towards something. We see time as something in this linear fashion that, again, has cause. However, we will demonstrate here and argue that there is no linear style fashion of causality what really exists is something more cyclical um, and that cycle is it, 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 the, the, what we perceive as the future is just as if not more important than the past act in this plane of time that we exist in where we experience things as moving ahead. Our consciousness has set itself up and we will look at this more in our battle with time on how 
we've structured our consciousness uh, in such a way that it only experiences things uh, in a given manner where time marches on in a singular direction seeming to move in a direction that that we would label uh, you know as forward as something marching you know into the future however what really is happening is that we are targeting something that our consciousness that our being that all of phenomena is not moving away from its causalities but towards something that the, it has targeted conscientiously in what we would call the future. This is a very large statement. But let's explore. Let's explore it in a way so that uh, we might be able to see why it is that we're able to say this. Think of things on a very small level. Think of them uh, in a very human, day-to-day -day way. Say we want something. That want, whatever it might be, causes us to act in a particular way. As individual beings, um, we are biologically motivated to survive. We're motivated to, for a variety of reasons, present ourselves in a particular way. We're motivated to do things within uh, what we consider, through conceptualization, uh, as sort of normative happenings and ways of being. Um, but going back to pure biology, our, our very beings are motivated to action. because there are certain wants that we have. We want to eat. We want to procreate. We, again, want to, to survive, to regenerate, to continue. It's a target. Um, and again, it's, it's the past sort of shapes us that shapes our actions, but the future causes us to act. The past just shapes how we go about doing so, basically. So, we need to understand that there is nothing born out of a lack of, of intent. Everything 
that we do has some intentionality behind it. Even if we're not doing anything, even if we're sitting around being lazy, it's because maybe we're tired or we're bored or we're sad or again we're just lazy or whatever it is. Even when we do nothing, we do it with a purpose. And intention is just that. It is purpose. Intention gives us meaning. However, we have to recognize that that intention is not hours and hours alone. Certainly we see it in the animal kingdom, this kind of biological drive. But we need to recognize it throughout all the phenomena. Scientifically speaking, there's a lot of talk about how the universe began and a lot of theories as to um, how Earth was created and or the planets and stars and all this. We can talk about this later. However, let's go with the prevailing narrative. Uh, that is, there was a big bang. Uh, first, there was nothing. And then there was something. Seems a little strange, but let's go with it. Um, something had to cause that happening, that bang. Something had to motivate some action. However, we can see how absurd the whole theory is from nothing to something, from a singularity, basically, to all the, the infinite amounts of interactions with matter, in, in matter itself, uh, that came out of that alleged singularity into this now universe that, that we experience. But see the madness that there was no cause there. There was nothing in the past that motivated the happening. What there was, again, if we go along with this narrative, was intention. That what there was was a moving towards the kind of universe that we see now. It had to be like this. If phenomena dithered about unaware of its own happenings, of its own motivations, you would see a truly jumbled and chaotic array of disjointed and disconfigured phenomena all slithering across the belly of time in a way which was wholly and unrecognizably 
out of sync. But we don't see that. We see something, again, that is, to us, constructed in our own minds, uh, very particular, very precise, very motivated, very directional. So, from the mouse to the man to the larger phenomenological structure of the world itself, everything moves towards the cause, or excuse me, away from the cause and towards the intention. All things always. And if we are able to see the intention, then we're able to figure out where the present is headed. Again, this brings into question this whole notion of temporality and time and what is and what isn't. So, we have to recognize for ourselves what the motivation is in every situation, whether it be politically or with a friend, within ourselves, or within the larger happening of, of the universe itself. Nothing, again, nothing can be. There, there, nothing can be without intention. Nothing just happens. Again, we look at things from that cause, frame, state of mind. But there is something, again, deeper, more subverted than just our looking, or ju just a, the being of the flow of time and of the happening itself. We see phenomena in such a way um, that it looks to be simple acts. But phenomena itself cannot be without the fuel. And its fuel is never something that is generated because of 
an action that preceded it. Again, the action helps shape it, but it it doesn't motivate. Intention is something that is within. It is the playbook It is what phenomena gets its orders from. It acts it out even without knowing why. It's instinct, it's, it's drive. With intention, we have to understand that what it, it what it intends the understanding of the what that is through the looking glass when we understand its intention we we truly see And again, the implications here f for why phenomena in the first place are deep. And in this is a proof of, a logical proof for what old language would call a god. Because the, the god of old language is a being, well, the god of old language it is something that we have considered as that that cause but if we understand verity if we get rid of that old language God. And we understand and work with verity. We can see intention. And 
we can understand the the motivating principles again everything has to be motivated everything has to have motivation to be have intention to be all acts are the playing out of of those motivations so whether we're talking about concepts as as things that exist in a way in a certain way as we will see that control us um, that you use systems to to control and codify our, our minds and break them up seg- segment them into rules and uh, patterns of behavior or whether it's verity itself that that frees that behavior that allows us to live within ourselves and, and with Verity itself, right along in it, with it and through it, by its own, by the laws that we create with it as, as we go, and in that freedom. Intention is always something that's, that's there within conceptualization. Whether we're using language to to communicate something and and we should here go down the list of all the things that we've spoken about. men have, or plan on speaking of, uh, you know, in conceptualization, a language that that communicates abstractions, a a culture that dictates the ways of of our being. Everything has to have a, a particular motivation. Um, except in, in verity, where verity, in verity, we can simply exist. So, it is extraordinarily important that we see all this for what it is. Um, Intention is something, obviously, 
that is very difficult to even speak about. Because again, it's it's below the surface of, of action. It's below language itself. It's it's beneath all of this and it moves on its own accord and in its own ways and patterns. And it's something it itself is not necessarily always aware of. But it influences being, it influences phenomena. like to maybe go back here and try and explain a little bit more about the um, the motivator that that is um, you know, ph- phenomena or why why it's important to see how we can can view and grasp uh, the, the profoundness of, of this fact, this notion that all things are, are motivated. Because in this realization, We begin to get rid of a mechanical world that only lives, uh, again, with this dualistic, causal, scientific actions ruling it. We begin to see, we begin to see it as Again, something phenomena itself is something that's alive and real. You know, something that's that's actionable, not something that uh, just happened to become. But that sounds more like wishful thinking than good logical philosophy. What is maybe a, a better logical argument is to see again that causes are, don't give action the fuel they need to carry out and see it to their ends. To deliver being or individual to to its ultimate end again to its target only intent can, can do that um, I suppose 
then we could argue about what is the actual end. Right? We might never agree on what it is. We might argue there there is no end. The actual end is there is nothing nothing that is an end per se. Because the end is precisely that, the end. And in verity there is there is no end. Verity is ever renewing, ever regenerative. Something that is the force behind all phenomena and is the real fuel. But what causes Verity to act? Well, that's, that's the question. That's, and our answer to it is, is intent. Is the motivator. We need need to to grasp this fully that nothing can be without intention it's it's almost too simple because what that implies is that that god of old language exists what we think of as that old language god exists of course what we have said in our wars that we need to get rid of of that notion of a god and replace it with a reality with verity which is which is only the reality the being with the being of And in that being, in that verity, veritable happening, uh, we can see that intention is a, a real force. That motivation is Again, something uh, that has a easier time, an easier existence. Whereas, if we, uh, you know, in, in the old language, God, in in those terms, um, the motivation. maybe not always uh, is clear or why things happened why things happen when we look at things in terms of the God that we've constructed of old language why things happen whether they be tragic or, or beautiful it becomes very unclear Again, we're in a veritable field that all things are done with intent. 
things then begin to unfold, we begin to develop a trust, a faith. We begin to interact with Verity. We begin to partner with it, regardless of what happens. In fact, because of the happening, whether we label it as good or bad at the time, we begin to see it as a, as a partnership, as a, a veritable trust, as a faith. And through this partnership, we begin to build a motivation. We ourselves become the motivation and become motivated. to see, we have to, to look at this insane, have this unbelievable, it's not insane, it's the opposite, it's, it's so sane, we've become so detached that the sanity and the beauty of this happening, of uh, universal motivation and intention, appears to us as crazy, beautiful, but crazy. So again, let's, let's see it as what it is, which is that you cannot, there cannot be action without intention. Everything, even things that appear scientifically causal, they have to be driven by that motivation, and that motivation implies a consciousness. And that consciousness implies verity. Not doesn't imply verity can't be implied. Verity is, but it it almost goes back. It almost takes us back to this old language notion, this old mind, this old consciousness about a god, what we think you know a god should be or is. Because that God of old consciousness, it is the thing that is supposed to give meaning to. It gives meaning to the action, right? To the thing itself. To the happening itself, I should say, and the thing, and the path that phenomena takes, 
and that the being within the phenomena, what, what their shape is. So, but again, we have to understand that it's, that it's not simply causal. The phenomena is, is not a causality. I know we've said it over and over and over again, but its importance is so paramount. Because if we see this, we will realize that there does exist this being that we, in old consciousness, have referred to as God. Even though we are arguing or imploring us to uh, expunge that word from the language and replace it with something more actionable, uh, more usable, entirely more real. That something is, is, is verity. Um, so, to see that phenomena, to see that phenomena is always motivated. How, I suppose the question is, how do we see that phenomena is always motivated? How do we come to this comprehension? Well, we have to understand how phenomena works. And again, maybe we've made some bold claims without going deeply enough, enough into how we've arrived there, but I think it is worth the while to say that phenomena cannot be, there can be nothing that happens until motivation is present. Certainly this is the case biologically. We might want to look at the dictation on refuting Dawkins' selfish gene theory here. Uh, that may, it may be of some use to us. But intention and phenomena are for, in many ways, uh, this two components of the same being. Uh, one begets the other. 
Um, and to understand how phenomena is, how it works. And again, the, the implication, I know we keep going back to the implication. But it's so important to see it for, for what it is. Um, because without the motivator there's nothing there's no first cause consciousness itself is the cause I've kind of tried to and why this has been such a sort of repetitive and circular dictation is I've really tried to stay on point, stay on message about, you know, what intention is, which is, of course, very, very difficult to do. Um, when it's so subverse, subversive, so subtle because the phenomena is the playing out of the intention it's the playing out of the motivation that's what it is so we, we have to sort of grapple with that Again, science would have us say that phenomena is the playing out of uh, the cause, causes. But this, this can't be. Again, we would run entirely out of fuel. Uh, it would would do us no good uh, th there would be no point again we would we wouldn't be striving towards anything again we, we need motivation I mean there it's the whole reason we have vehicles in the first place right there vehicles drive us to the destination right this is why we've invented systems they bring us to a certain place the consciousness is the place that phenomena coalescence this is where we are driven.
That's the point. It's the intention. Consciousness itself is the intention. It's the mode, it's, it's what it is leading us towards. It is verity. Verity is consciousness. Again, the whole causality argument makes no sense because you have to have a first cause and what's the first cause is cause. It doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. Not logically, not pseudo-logically, not commonsensically, not simply. There's no point to that. It's not good philosophy and it's certainly not, it's not good science. certainly not a good way to live but so many of us do live like that I feel this way because geese fly south in the winter because no geese fly south to go someplace now Yes, they fly south to go someplace because it's cold where they live. But the deeper motivation is survival. Again, they are motivated. Motivated towards. Motivated with. Motivated to. So they're looking ahead. As is everything. At all times. So, here we can even see or argue that, again, it's a language game. I cause, and effect, cause and motivation are, again, Two of the same things. And, and they very much are. Absolutely. Absolutely. However, I, I think for our purposes, it's entirely more important to, to understand the intention to understand that everything is intentful it's bringing us somewhere we're going along with it if you look at things from this point of causality 
Well, there's no point to causality, is there? Things just happen. And we're not saying that this is the way it is because it's a dreamier notion. We're saying this because it is the truth. But we really need to hammer home proof of it, I suppose, and it, it, it is, in this case, uh, we've either already done that or, <laughs> or we need to do quite a bit more work. I'm not quite sure, to be quite honest with you, where, where we are with it. It's easy to see, biologically, how we're motivated. It's not as easy to see how things that we think of as inane, as unconscious, are motivated. Uh, how they uh, operate from a standpoint of intention. We could get more deeply into um, the relationality between the non-objective, the, the subjective uh, individual, the subjective consciousness, and the objective consciousness, which again creates the non-object. We could talk about uh, we could talk about how that relationality um, again through caressence is its own intention provides its own intention it becomes its own intention uh, but I think it might be best for the sake of, of this battle, even if we don't win it outright, that we stay within the search itself and uh, attempt to really look at how things are not causal but intentional. Again, it's easy to see biologically how this is the case. The things are motivated towards. But how do we logically and even scientifically show that uh, 
again, the unconscious things, the, the innate, the, excuse me, the inane, the, uh, the stagnant, the, 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 the non-conscious, the inanimate, We show the, the cause for that, the, the cause of the, their motivation, their intention. Suppose it goes back to everything having its place. Everything having a way. something that it does, something special that it contributes to within Verity. But things really only evolve. Really the only thing that happens in phenomena happens through the paradigm of, of consciousness through through the lens of consciousness, through the filter of consciousness. Nothing can happen unless it is perceived, and we will we will talk about that further on in, in our battles about consciousness itself. So the the real profound implications is that it might be the most profound statement uh, of this war that shows that uh, a consciousness is pervasive throughout the universe because there, there can be nothing unless something perceives it to be And maybe that's where we even want to start. Maybe with with this talk of intention, because if intention is something that's uh, the the intention, the the true motivation of phenomena itself is to be is to be conscious, is to, to gain a larger and larger, more expansive consciousness, more expansive caressence, true caressence. Then we might want to demonstrate how um, it is impossible for anything to happen without something which perceives it. And again, that goes back to the whole, you know, if a tree falls in the woods and no one's there to see it, does it make a sound? As we've stated before, you know, if there's a tree that falls in the forest and no one's there to hear it, you know, not only does it not make a sound, but there is no tree in the first place. Uh, because that's the relationship 
uh, between phenomena and, and consciousness itself. They, they are two of the same happenings and, and beings. Um, so, anyway, we, we may want to start with that. Again, if the argument is, and it certainly is appearing that, that it is This, is, this has been the most difficult dictation of this war for me, obviously. I didn't know if it was going to be difficult or not, but I, I, I had a, an inkling, a bit, a, more than an inkling. Uncle Tone and I used to speak about intent all, all the time, and we might want to rely on, on some of those dictations as well to pull this one together. Um, because I've never really, to, in full disclosure, I've never really been that good with it. I've never really been able to always grasp the motivation, and I think that can be said for, for many of us. And again, this might be the, the start of this chapter <laughs> more than it is the end. Or the, 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 we might want to talk about this first. Is that how difficult it is to, to really pick up on? And Uncle Tone always said that you had to have a, a real and true faith to understand an intent. And the intent was something that, of course, everybody had at, at every moment. I mean, that, that is the motivation. But I, I've taken it a, a step further. You know, I want, want these dictations to come out so flawlessly and so perfectly and, and sound so rehearsed, even they're, though they're impromptu. And, and this one did not turn out that way at all. It's messier and Maybe as we get deeper and deeper into the war, maybe it gets messier. I don't know. I, I had this feeling, this vision that it was going to become more clear, that it was going to get easier, that we were going to gain momentum. It, so far, it hasn't quite happened that way. If not necessarily because of uh, what we're fighting, although the, the subject matter may in fact become more difficult although I feel like now it's really what we're going to be dealing with is really more within our purview it's really more our specialty but it's been more difficult to to wage this because of how busy we've become really with with work outside of this with middle tree with theological seminary so this is a confession of sorts in that I, I wanted to push this out. I wanted to, to vomit these dictations out to, to get a first draft done. Um, and that, that's been my own intention. That's been my own motivation, right? Um, 
but this one, this particular battle even, I knew how important it was to everything we're trying to do. That being said, it's probably the thing that I understand the least. And I think that clearly came across. <laughs> and again, this to me sounds more like the uh, beginning of a chapter rather than the end. So, I, th I think we need to be forthright about that. And, and maybe we don't need to solve it all here right now, but fuck if I don't know that even if I can't quite articulate it in the ways that I'd like to, that, that things aren't caused, they're intended. They're not caused, they're, they're, they're motivated. They're, it's bringing us along. It wouldn't be otherwise. It could, it could not be otherwise. We need to examine why that is, however. And if and when, once we do that, we'll make a breakthrough. And I've been trying to talk this out. And I could have ended this dictation maybe a long time ago. Um... But I've been trying to work through it. And, and that's what we have to do in, in these. And we have to bear ourselves. We have to be honest about it. <sighs> There's an honesty that I think we all often, too often, leave behind. Um, that and it's, a, it's a concept. It's, it's a, it goes back to really what we were saying at the beginning of this. It's we, we try under conception we we're motivated we're to try and act within these parameters uh, to try and be this is could be a uh, in the, the chapter on becoming there is no real becoming you know there just is just different let me just manifest different components of what is So, in, in all honesty and truth, you know, we don't have to be any more than ourselves. And if we're not perfect, or if we, even if we lose a battle or two here or there, hell, even if we lose the war, that doesn't mean you, you give up. That doesn't mean you don't continue to strive to, to be all the more. And again, it's it is it's consciousness that we're that we're going toward. That we're because if it's not consciousness, if it's not awareness, then what is it? Well, then it's something else, and then you become aware of that, and then it is consciousness. It is consciousness is always going to be the cradle. Consciousness is always going to be. The, the bedrock, it's going to be the, the, the die, the, not the die, it's, it's, it's the hand that holds this understanding. It's the hand that holds our being up. We do everything through consciousness. It is what is. 
consciousness being aware of itself, being aware of itself, is its own motivation. Maybe this is more of a bridge to, uh, you know, maybe intention is more of a bridge to a chapter on consciousness. That's going to be a huge fucking chapter and an important one. But again, it's so important that we communicate beyond doubt that things are not caused, they are, they are motivated. Again, even, you know, your girlfriend breaks up with you and you're sad. Well, sure, that's a cause and effect. That can suck your motivation out of you. But, you know, regardless of what you do from there, again, there, there is an intention there, whether we know it or not. I mean, you could be so depressed that you kill yourself and the intention is, that's intentional. The intention, it's not a cause, it's an intention. It's, it's something that you, you know, you're trying not to hurt it, you don't want to deal with it anymore. So that's your way of dealing, that is your way of, of confronting it, is to run from it. And the intention is to not deal with it, right? We're always going towards. Or you can sit there and be depressed. And that is its own way of dealing. That is its own way of becoming aware of, of, of being with yourself and being with the pain. It's an intention. Whether we know it's a motivation, it's, it's something that causes us to, to act. Motivation is its own cause in this way, in all ways. And always, <laughs> in all we get, you know, always and always. So, I think we have to stop worrying about being so profound all the time. Because this stuff, you know, is profound on its own. Um, but we, we have to understand it, and, and this we're still working we're still working it out and if we don't quite know we don't quite know what any of this stuff is it's just you know you open your mouth and things come out and up until this point we've been relatively satisfied with with what's happened but but this one this one got us a little bit and i think it does because there's there's wiggle room here. Uh, because of that cosmological argument, because of that whole first cause, Big Bang. But we need, and maybe we did right away. We did, maybe we, we, maybe we proved it. Maybe we got rid of that. Maybe we showed how that can't be. I mean, logically, you can't, and it's as simple as that. You can't have a universe based on causes because there has to be a first cause, and what causes the first cause? It makes no sense. So it's always, it's always towards, it's always moving towards. 
we've said that a thousand times in this dictation alone. How to show people what it is. That's not to convince them, to show them. Once we show, there's there's no more convincing. Convincing's done. We need to have now our own motivations. And that, that's part of being in line and in step with, with Verity, is that we need to, to dictate when you are you know, caressing. You do, you dictate the, those motivations, those intentions. And, and you can more accurately forecast and see through the veneer of, of phenomena. Maybe it's just this. That phenomena... is itself whatever happens in phenomena is again not what it appears to be because we look at the phenomena ah, fuck maybe this was it the whole time we look at the phenomena as just the action but it's not it's what's behind the action always it's never just the action it's it's what the action means what it drives us towards what it brings us to i i think i think that's it right there it's where it takes us it's the meaning behind and this is sort of where we started where so you might want to bring this around to the beginning because the meaning behind the larger action itself or the, the action itself the, um, the meaning is much much more valuable than the act I mean, it doesn't matter what the act is truly and it's how we, it's what we do with the action. It's what meaning we give to it that becomes of, of true and real significance. You know, you, you look at Uncle Tone or somebody who is in this destitute situation. They never complain, never, you know, you always ask them, how you doing? Great. Always. <laughs> you always say great. He wasn't doing great at all. <laughs> but his attitude was such. And that attitude lifted him up. And it gave him spirit. So it's what we do. It's the meaning that we give. 
It's the, the phenomena can can do whatever it would like, but we give the meaning. We're in control of, of that. And maybe that's what phenomena, maybe that's the, the intention of phenomena, is to bring us to a place where we see its meaning, not what it is on, on the surface. Or, or maybe that's, you know, more for the, the chapter on phenomena itself. Maybe these are, maybe, maybe they're the same chapter, I, I, I don't know. We're, we've become so lost in, uh, since we repositioned all of this, since we revised the enemies list, it's become very difficult to see the linear path. Not that I'm saying that the revision wasn't necessary, it was. Uh, but now we've got to kind of pick our way through some things. Because truly, yeah, it's, it's not phenomena. And the phenomena is nothing on its own, it's it's what it intends for. It's what it's what meaning it carries, and maybe that's what this is, right? It's what phenomena means. It's where it's what we do with it. It's what we look at. It's what we target. Otremba and I were talking yesterday, and. He went to, uh, you know, a doctor for his tinnitus, um, and they got into a conversation about various things, and um, you know, they were talking about how, you know, we have a lot of back pain. I don't know how they got on this topic exactly, but it's related. I mean, tinnitus, back pain, fill in the blank, cancer, what the fuck ever. Something that we give a lot of attention to pain-wise. We have a lot of back pain. The, the, the example was back pain. We, we give a lot of credence to, to bad life. Well, I have a lot of back pain in this country. We pay a lot of attention to it. And, uh, this doctor's cure for back pain was to ignore it and it would go away because we, we formulate paths in our brain. Uh, receptors tend to pick up on things. Again, we create literal pathways from our back to our brain that are constantly looking for pain or constantly triggering pain because we're looking for it. We don't look. And so, so, the, so the doctor's advice was to just ignore it. Focus on something else. We, we, we don't look beyond phenomena. We don't look for meaning. We don't look for intention. We don't look for our own path. We just look at the veneer. We just look at the surface. We just look at the action. The action is not the intention. The intention is what's deep.
It's what's really down there. It's what we really have to find. Because that's close. It's maybe not is what it is. That is. That's what is in this particular case. It's not verity, per se. But that's what is. It's the action. It's not... Is the, the, the action is the conduit. It's the meaning that's down there. So again, we said we have to look for the motivator, for, for what motivates action. Meaning itself motivates action. Conscious coercence motivates all phenomena itself. That's what this is. That's what we're looking at. Looking for. Being with. Meaning is what is. Action, phenomena. No. That's, that's just the delivery mechanism. We focus on it. We give it supreme reign over our entire being. We act within the parameters, within the system of phenomena. Hmm? What's the intention? What's the meaning behind it? Phenomena brings us there. We have to discover and implement meaning, intention for ourselves. And once we do that, we will have caressence and all the verity that goes along with it.